the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I've heard this hot topic this week of make it make sense. Well, is that a topic or a cliche? These days, I don't know. It depends on to whom you're speaking. Are you Gen X? Are you a baby boomer? Do you not know? Do you care? Gen Z, they don't really care because they think the world revolves around them. (gasps) Did I offend somebody that's Gen Z? For those of you that don't know which category is which, that means you're probably a baby boomer. And possibly Gen X. Now, the millennials, they pretty much know everything. And you can't tell them much of anything. Why? Because they are of the info age. That's really their nickname. Now, am I making fun of one of those political people that kind of put her foot in her mouth? Well, there's a few of those out there. Oh, this isn't the politics show. That's right. We have that FM station for that. Do you ever listen to us on the FM? You should. But in the meantime, on KPRZ. 1210 a.m. right here in sunny San Diego, where we had a flood of a week. Now, be careful, because some people got offended by what the leadership, even in our city here in San Diego, said. There were some things that were offensive. Why? Because sometimes when it doesn't happen to you, you aren't affected. So sometimes when those people out there in politics say things that uh, don't really pertain to them, they can't really relate to the reality of life for some people, such as millennials who feel they can relate to everyone, meaning they can try to feel the pain of everyone. Think about that. Millennials are usually those that are perhaps maybe the children of some Gen X. And then you also have some what I call late in the day children that are Gen Z and they're children of Gen X. Now, follow me here. You do the math. You go look at the demographics. But somebody wants to know why the young people aren't voting because they say none of it makes sense. Okay, (laughs) I'm like, have you read a book lately? I don't know what doesn't make sense. Uh, You you don't read or you're not connected. What I learned the most from listening more than talking to them is they don't feel like they need to be heard. So. I thought about us caregivers. Woohoo! Us caregivers, yes, the ones that care, that we give a care about most things, but mainly the people for whom we care. We want to be heard too, and oftentimes we're not. See, with this new generation, as they call them, no, they're not new. They just have a different title because actually now we have Alpha Gen. Did you know that? Yeah. You might have a great grandchild or maybe a grandchild that's already Alpha Gen. Yes. But they're not talking about their feelings yet. So we're listening to Gen Z quite a bit because they're the ones that don't vote. That's what they say. That's what the statistics keep saying, that Gen Z, they don't vote. No, not really. So a lot of times the politicians, you know, the political, the politicos, the people, the people, yeah, they talk to people so that they can get their vote. 
But did we hear from you prior to that? Maybe we did. Were your feelings still the same prior to what you said during your campaign? Maybe it was. Maybe you've always felt the same. Whether you're a local politician in my city, like San Diego, where we have a whole situation going where we have to vote, and that's been going on for over a year now. Anyway, or you are in the national campaign up there on top running for president. What you say does matter because you are being heard. Now, here's the question. How will the people respond? I thought about that. I am not the recipient of care, as is my mother. She's disenfranchised. Ooh, that's a popular word that they use in politics. It sure is. What does it mean, though? Well, here's the problem. Most people don't know what most words mean. And my favorite for Gen Z, they don't care. It's called apathy. They only care when it affects their bottom line, their front line, or their what? Money line. Um, Like, you didn't upload my account with my money. Oh, oh, really now? Yeah, then they care. You see, people care about what affects them. Now, we're going to look at both of those affect, effect. Some people don't even know there's a difference. I just happened to go to Catholic school. They were really strict about prefixes. We had to memorize them, all that good stuff, and I appreciate that looking back. But now as an adult, I always try to make sure I remember and try to remember what's important to me might not be important to you. I thought about that this week as I was listening to all of these candidates. I sat in some forums. I listened to TV talk show hosts, and I listened to actual candidates Their opinions matter. It doesn't matter if I agree. Did you catch that? If you care, watch this, then it matters. What about the apathetic? Then it doesn't matter. And that's when they don't vote. Whoa, wait a minute. I thought this was the caregiver's show. I'm trying to be encouraged here. There is always something to glean from this show, from real life. Because as caregivers, we don't sit up and take care of the person that needs our care 24 hours a day. Well, maybe, but eh, I'd say at least 65% of my day is revolving around my mother, whether I'm in front of her or not, even now. As I'm doing my show, I have access through my ring cam, that's right, to see what my mom is doing. If she's still asleep, if she's awake, If she's rolling around on the floor needing help, yeah, we don't want that. But the good news is that I have access. Access to what? The fact. The F-A-C-T. Oftentimes we talk about facts on this show. And I thought about how David, when it was time, and I'm talking about David in the Bible. Those of you that listen, you know this is a Christian-based show. We always incorporate Christ because I'm that Christian. So... The idea of carrying the burden is that Christ carries Lorraine's burdens. Now, if you don't want Christ to carry your burdens, fine. Eat the fish, spit out the bones. I've got something for you because I'm one of those people that feed the sheep because I'm a Christian. That was a command of my Christ, feed the sheep. Hey, when sheep are hungry, let me tell you, they will graze and graze and graze. I've watched them. I love watching animals eat. Because they do it so gingerly. Well, some animals, not all. Anyway, the point for this moment is that disenfranchisement is a real thing. Even for the people that are disabled? Yes. Well, how is that? They have rights in America. We have disabled access. Yeah, we do. 
but someone fought for that. We didn't always. If you've listened to my show at any given time, you might have heard about Dr. Sheila Kletsky-McCoy, my next-door neighbor. She wasn't the titles. She wasn't the professor. She was my neighbor that was really nice to me, and she was in a wheelchair. And when you're six, none of the rest of the politics matter. What matters is the person. And that's who I connected with at five and six and seven and eight. Yes, as a child, I was able to connect to her. Why? Because she wanted to connect with me. A lot of times we don't connect with each other because we don't want to. It's real simple. It's the same thing in caregiving. Yes, people pick and choose for whom they care. Did you know that? Do do you realize that? Your kids uh, don't have to take care of you. Parents, you're not entitled to caregiving from your children just because you have them. Grandparents, uh, no, your, your grandkids don't have to come see you. And what's so sad is grandchildren of this era usually are going to want to FaceTime you before they actually come see you in person. So grandparents, if you don't know what FaceTime is now, is the time to learn it if you possibly want to hear from any of your grandchildren in the future. FaceTime? What is that? Is that Facebook? Wait, what? Right, that's a problem. Get with your grandchildren now. Sow the seeds so that you won't have the weeds. What does that mean? You want flowers from the seeds. You want fruit from the seeds. In other words, you want the beauty in your senior years of life? Right. Sow seeds of love. Seeds of love? Right. You make the effort because they don't know how. You're the leader. Teach them how. Lead out with love. Not just gifts. That's an act of love, sure. It's kindness. But some kids, they don't want gifts. They want your time. Isn't it cool that Dr. Gary Chapman came up with all of that for us to learn? Look him up, Dr. Gary Chapman. Yes, you can learn how to love better. In the meantime, we're talking about some disenfranchising situations for people that receive care. Now, I thought about as I had to make some major decisions this last week in regards to my mom and her needs and the types of needs that she has. Did you notice all the S, S, S at the end of the words? That means plural in American English it is. So look, I had to make some decisions. Did you hear that, the S at the end? I can't deprive my mom. Or can I? Yes, actually I could. But that's not Christian-like. And there are a lot of caregivers out there that do deprive their loved ones, the people for whom they care, of what? The basics. What basics? Basic rights, privileges, certain opportunities. Really? Yes. And how does that happen? Because when you are the caregiver The root word of disenfranchise is franchise. That's a popular word in America because we, among most of the countries of the world, which is why people like the idea of who we are, the freedom we have here in America, the things you can do by obtain with money, you can just get a franchise. What's a franchise? Well, when we say it that way, it's usually like a store, restaurant, some other kind of business structure where you can... Make money, and it's yours, and you can make the decisions about it, what you want to do with it. Oh, yeah, but in other cases, 
franchise as a noun, it just means the privilege. It means the right to a thing. But usually, not just the right, there's an interchange involved with franchise. Franchise involves someone else. So usually there's two parties involved with the franchise. Think about it. I know one of my favorites. And so if there were no corner stores, let's call them. I know in New York they call them bodegas. Let's let's use that because we don't really use that word in California. But if there was no bodega out here on the corner, I might not be able to run in and get a quick cup of coffee or run in and get a quick granola bar or run in and grab a right. Because what? The opportunity wouldn't be there for my convenience because the bodega wouldn't exist for me. The idea is that the bodega owner will then get my money, but I also get my need met. That's very much the structure of caregiving, even for us caregivers that don't receive paychecks. I tell people oftentimes, 17 years, not a dime of money. No grants. People would tell me, oh, there's all kinds of money funding out there for you. Really? Yeah, you're a caregiver. They have all kinds of programs that support you. Really? Because I didn't see those programs. It took 17 years before I even learned of any programs for which my mother was, keyword, eligible for. I told someone recently who bought a franchise thinking that their franchise is going to help caregivers. I said, well, uh, do you understand your market? Uh, Did you do your research or did you just get sold and buy into a franchise? It reminded me of bonds back in the day. Have have you ever seen an insurance bonds person knocking at your door lately? Yeah, get back to me. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Is that my email address? Are you sure? Go to KPRZ.com or any podcasting station you'd like to find the show, Carrying the Burden, or even my name, Lorraine Carroll. Now, some people are like, how do I find your show again? Well, Google search oftentimes is how most people find it. Because when I go off, you miss it, and you want to hear, what did she say again? Yes, you can find it on podcasting stations. Don't be upset, boomers. If you don't know what that is, get with Gen Z. They'll help you out, even the millennials in your life. So, In the meantime, we've got this franchising situation going. What is that? Uh, Yeah, the people that need help. Right. That might be you at any moment. If you break something like a bone and you're well-abled, you walk, if you can see and all of a sudden you can't, are you disenfranchised? Yes. The privilege to see is gone. Now what? Did you catch that? It's a privilege to be able to walk, to see, to talk, to share, to give, and to live. All of those are privileges. It's not necessarily our right, but we can look at it that way depending on our own belief systems. My belief system is it's a privilege to be able to do the things that I do. I'm not entitled. Remember I told you Gen Z Pretty much feels that way. It's our fault. I blame Gen X. We did it. (laughs) Okay. Don't get mad at them. We gave them everything and we did not teach them that most things are a privilege, including turn it around, caregiving. Yes. I told you earlier, nobody has to be your caregiver. Keep that in mind. Nobody has to take care of you. You don't have the rights to have a caregiver in America. And I look at our life 
system globally. I think about animals all the time, how it's natural for animals to even take care of each other. But then some animals are like, we got to go because we're not going to get eaten up by the lion. So even in nature, people look out for themselves. Animals look out for themselves. Whereas some animals are like, I've got to take care of my child up until a certain point. Like eagles, how they fly up high and then drop them. Yeah. Well, for us as people, remember, caregiving is a form of a franchise. Now, I'm not talking about the business. I'm not talking about go buy some franchising concept because there are a lot of those out there for caregiving. You didn't know? Ooh, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I can explain them to you. Be careful. In the meantime, as a caregiver or the recipient of the care, you are not entitled to have care. Care is someone's choice to provide for you. Now, as the caregiver, you choose to provide that care. How are you going to provide that care? Well, it depends on a lot of things. One thing is the mentality. Take everything that you have in life as a caregiver, look at it, evaluate it, simplify it, and that's how you determine how you will share your care. Remember, it's yours. It's just like a franchise. It's just like if you own a bodega on the corner. What are you going to do with that set of work and ability that you have and that you're capable of? Are you going to share it even for free? Are you going to take care of someone else instead of looking out for self and number one first? Or are you going to do it kind of like the way us Christians have been taught? Looking out for others, considering the poor, sharing Giving, sacrificing, yes, that's pretty much what caregiving is. And if you're not a caregiver, be ready. You might become the recipient of care. So, hey, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you'll know that nobody really planned on being the caregiver. I know I didn't. I was living a great life. I'm telling you, life was good. I was having a great time. Then all of a sudden, I felt disenfranchised. Remember I told you we were going to talk about that, being disenfranchised? What happened, Lorraine? Well, I chose, though, to be deprived. I chose. <laughs> yeah, I made a decision to, 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 to let's say it this way, because it hurts. <laughs> it even hurts to say. I decided to give up, to sacrifice my full rights and privileges of time Money, Uh uh-oh, yeah, space. I even call it grace at times because I have to give out so much of myself. Are you that caregiver? Are you tired? Are you disenfranchised? Do you feel that way? How do you get your power back? Well, I pray. I read the Bible. I talk to people. It's nothing wrong with having good friends. And most of all, I laugh. Now, sometimes that doesn't do it. In that moment. So what do I do then? I go to my seat of experience and I gather my resources and I say to myself, where have I had this situation in my life? From where can I pull in my past to deal with my present? Hmm. That's what a lot of people are doing as they listen to all the politicians and we listen to the politicians and we listen to them talk and we hear them 
say what they have to say about who's in power and who's not franchised or who is disenfranchised. We don't quite hear it that way, but that's basically what they're saying. That's what politics are all about. Privileges and rights for Americans in America. Who has the right to? Who has the right to have? Who has the right to be? Disenfranchisement is rooted in the concept of a deprivation. And when a person is disabled, that by default causes deprivation. If that person that needs care doesn't get the help that they need from someone, from somewhere, some type of source or resource, they're disenfranchised. So if you're a caregiver and you're providing care for someone, from your grandchildren to the pets you own, but most importantly in my case, my mother, who hopefully will make it to live to be 81 this year, she codependents on me and then let's separate it. She also depends on me. Why? Because a lot of her needs, if not all of them, are totally dependent upon me providing her with the privileges that she can't afford. And I'm not talking dollars. My mother can't walk. Think about the things you do every day simply because you can walk. My mother can't walk to get in the shower. She can't walk to get on, I don't know, a park bench. She can't walk to get anywhere. She can't walk to do anything. So now what? Have you thought about how blessed you are to be able to walk? Maybe you walk with a cane. My mom did for 17 years. She walked with a cane and graduated to a quad cane, but she was walking. So I used to tell her, walk on sunshine. Hey, hey, if you know the song. And I'd tell her, now make it feel good. You, you might walk slowly, but you're walking. But now those days are gone. And she's not disenfranchised because she has me, a person to help her still have privileges to go places, to get to places. Back when I was a kid, when Dr. Kleski McCoy didn't have the privilege of having a disabled parking space, she fought for those rights for people in the future to not have the disenfranchisement that she had. She fought for those restroom stalls because she had a situation in public because her wheelchair wouldn't fit in the public stalls back when I was a kid. So she fought for those in the future. Are you fighting for anybody in your future right now? What about yourself? If you're a caregiver, hey, you should be fighting for yourself. How do you fight for yourself? Well, that's when I went to David in the Bible. I told you that earlier. I was looking at his life. And when it was time for him to fight the Philistine, you know what David said? I love it. It was a big discussion. You can read it yourself. It's in 1 Samuel. You go to it. Let me know what you think. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. But in the meantime, there's this big discussion between David and Saul. And the discussion, it just was basically about one thing. What is that one thing? What gave David power? Sometimes we think it's the tools that we have around us. Me, I'm pretty organized. Cleaning tools, incontinence supplies, bedding, 
I pretty much have everything stacked away, organized, ready to use. But if I don't have any power from the Lord, all of it is just stuff sitting on a shelf. For us caregivers, we know what that means. If I don't have the right mind for the day to do the work for my mom, it's not going to happen. So what does that mean for us caregivers? Caregivers, you have to do this. You have to look around your your situation and say, what can I go back in my past, bring from my past into my present, use to kill this matter? If the matter is overwhelming you, overtaking you, you have to look back. David was like, I'm not impressed with this uncircumcised Philistine. Who is he? Look, I killed a bear. I had to get my sheep. I had to do what I had to do with my bare hands. So look here, Saul. I don't need all your little fancy armor. I've got smooth stones and a sling. I do what I do. I make it work. I make it make sense for me. Do that today. If you're a caregiver, do what works for you. Don't compare the care. Do share the care. You've been listening to me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on Carrying the Burden. Now, remember, that is C-A-R-I-N-G, because the Lord cares for you. Like in 1 Peter 5 and 7, right, if you give him the burdens that you have from caregiving, from caring for others, even the people on the road, yes, You've got to share the care. How? Just let them have it. Let them come on in. Yeah, they were wrong for how they came up on you on the road, but that stuff is stressful. Let them in. Don't be mean. Learn to share the road. Share the care so that you don't have an accident up the way. Empower others by humbling yourself. Remember who you are and from where you come. Take everything from your past. Use it in the present. You've been listening to me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on Carrying the Burden in sunny San Diego. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.